0: Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorsshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming program author Sherry A. Burton, and she is the author of Discovery, book one of The Orphan Train Saga. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder, the selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Sherry, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: I'm an author, obviously. I live in Michigan. I was born in Kentucky, and after 42 years of traveling around with my Navy husband, we decided to make our home in Michigan so we can be close to our children and our grandchildren.
0: So tell us about your book.
1: First, I'd like to take a moment to explain the history that surrounds the book. In the mid-1850s, there was over 30,000 children living on the streets of New York City, children as young as four and five who had to lie, cheat, and steal just to survive. This is the time before the child labor laws or the government programs aimed at helping children. And so the children needed an advocate, and that advocate was a man by the name of Charles Loring Brace, who founded the Children's Aid Society. The Family Placement or Outplacement Program began in 1854 and was the brainchild of Reverend Brace, who thought to send children out to stable farms, where he envisioned families with good morals and food in abundance. The orphan trains ran from 1854 to 1929, and during that 75-year period, It is estimated that over 250,000 children from New York and Boston rode the trains to find new homes. That's over a quarter of a million people are children that most people have never heard of. And Discovery is the first book in my Orphan Train Saga, and it is a dual-timeline historical fiction in which Cindy discovers her mother's journals hidden in the attic, and soon discovers that her grandmother, Mildred, was one of the children who rode the orphan trains to find a new home. Through the journal, Cindy and her mother, along with the readers, learn the history of the orphan trains and why so many children were living on the streets And the events that caused her grandmother to be so aloof.
0: Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here?
1: When I first started writing this series, I thought I was writing for adults. Then shortly after the books released, I started getting emails from children as young as nine telling me how much they were enjoying the books. I mean, it really surprised me because, again, I thought I was writing for adults. So now when anyone asks, I tell them that the series is for readers from nine to 99.
0: So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book?
1: That history should not be forgotten. My books are well-researched and full of history, and not only in regards to the orphan trains, but other bits of history as well. If you read about a train crash or the Triangle Factory fire or a man named Mr. Twitchell, the Purple Gang, they are all real people or true historical events, which I hope leads my readers to want to know more.
0: So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life?
1: The Orphan Train Saga is my heart series, and I travel the country doing signings and giving lectures on the orphan trains. I find most people have never heard of the orphan trains, and my goal with the saga is to make sure the children who rode the trains are not forgotten.
0: So, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why?
1: There is a book called The Orphan Train and obviously it is the same subject matter. This book was traditionally published and has the backing of one of the big six publishers, which is probably why most readers might be more familiar with it than with my series. Again, my series is well researched. It's endorsed by the National Orphan Train Complex and it really really Will tell a lot about the history behind the orphan trains.
0: So, why were these kids on the streets back then?
1: Uh, a lot of the children were product of families who could not afford to feed or to keep them. Back then, there was no form of birth control, so a lot of the families had you know twelve, thirteen kids, and a lot of times, if the family could not afford to feed a child when a baby was born, they would push the older child out of the home so that they can continue taking care of the infant, or the opposite was true. They would keep the older child because at least the older child had the opportunity to work and earn a wage, and then they would give up the younger child to an orphanage or leave them on the church steps. The Civil War had a big part of it because the husbands would get killed, and then again the women could not afford to keep their children. Some of these children were runaways. Some of them were half orphans meaning that they had a family that couldn't take care of them. So there was just so many reasons that the children were on the streets.
0: What can you tell us about some of the characters in the book?
1: Let's see. Malta, they changed her name to Mildred, but she is the first one in Discovery. So each one of the books in the saga will tell one of the children's stories. And again, the first one is Malta, and she was dropped off at the orphanage by her very ill mother who could not take care of her. And so the book follows her from that time through the orphanage onto the trains and then on into her life. The other books, the second book is Tobias. He's just a little boy that gets on the streets and learns to pickpocket in order to make his way through life. He ends up getting involved with the Purple Gang, who is so notorious that even Al Capone was scared of them. So there's different children that are in the different books.
0: Have you decided how many books you're going to do on this subject?
1: It's back and forth. I know I am writing book six this year, and so that's going to come out, and then I'm just working to see. The original plan was 18, I don't know if they're all going to be within the same series. I'm tempted to close the series at book six and then continue writing other children's stories in a different series that's not a dual timeline. So books one through six will be the dual timeline, and then any after that will just be the children's stories.
0: So did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing?
1: My first thought is always to say no, as writing was never offered as a career choice. But then I started thinking about it, and, you know, my mother was an avid reader and always took us kids to the library where I, too, developed a love for reading. So I think that actually it did help me. I never read a book and thought, I'm going to write a book someday, so that was very surprising to me that I did. But I always say that I didn't choose writing. Writing chose me.
0: So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre?
1: I write in multiple genres. So in regards to my historical fiction, the reason that I originally started writing historical fiction was because I heard about the orphan trains. I realized that a lot of people have never heard of them because I go to talk to somebody about it, and they're like, why haven't I ever heard of it? Why haven't I been taught this in school? And so I figure... You know, these kids, there were so many of them. There was at least a quarter of a million children that most people have never heard of. And I just feel that it's time for their stories to be told.
0: So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book?
1: Actually, I've had quite a few rewarding experiences with this series. When I go to signings or I do give lectures and when I'm at an event like that and I have a descendant from one of the writers come up and talk to me, that is just incredible because, you know, my first th- question is, did they have a good life? And I would say the majority of the people that I have spoken to said that their relatives did have a good life. But as for the very most rewarding, that came last June when the National Orphan Train Complex out of Concordia, Kansas, awarded me the prestigious Charles Loring Brace Award for the historical accuracy within my book that spoke volumes. It validated all of the time spent in the writing chair, and it is an honor that I will cherish forever.
0: Now, how would you describe your writing style?
1: I have some amazing writing voices who never fail to surprise me. I get an idea, and that's all I start with. And then I start writing and let the story unfold as I do. And sometimes I do get worried, wondering where the story is going or how I'm ever going to connect the dots. But then a piece of the puzzle slips into place, and I realize the writing voice is new all along, and I'm just here for the ride. I mean, it is incredible the way that just things fall into place and that the story comes to life.
0: Your characters, are they pure fiction, or do you draw from people you know in real life?
1: I think it depends on the book. I started out in romance, so some of the books go for people that I've met or a combination of personalities of people I met. The Orphan Train books are a uh, accumulation of stories I've read from actual Orphan Train writers. I've got one little book that goes along with the saga, and it's Ezra's story. And That one there, that was from a kid that did ride the trains, and he was on the streets and he worked for a vegetable vendor until the vegetable vendor's horse died, and then he went on to do something else. And so I pull from these stories that I've read from actual orphan train writers and then make up these children to give them stories.
0: How much research was required to write this book?
1: Oh, so much. Like with my other writings, pretty much I can just write and just let the story take me wherever it will. But with the Orphan Train Saga, I have to know these children, so I read just as many stories I can of actual orphans. But also, just in general, when I'm writing, you know, I had the kids get into a car and the windshield wiper came on. I'm like, wait a minute, was there even windshield wipers invented then? Or I want to put one of the little ones in the playpen. Were playpens invented back then? And just different aspects. You can't just write most sentences. You have to go onto the computer and say, hey, was this or did this occur? Or, you know, I research outhouses and all kinds of things that I never thought that I would research. I am in contact with the head researcher from the National Orphan Train Complex. So if I have a question about one of the orphans in particular or something that might have happened, then I'll contact Lori and say, hey, you know, what about this? And then she'll contact me back. So where some of my books could take a month, a couple months. These books usually take about six months to write.
0: So would you say you're more of a character artist or more a plot driven writer?
1: I think I'm character driven. I don't have an outline and I never know where the story's going or what the character is going to say. So I just kind of follow their lead and go from there. You know, some of them make me laugh. Some of them make me cry. It's just who is the character and what are they going to be doing next?
0: So, other than selling your book, of course, is there anything else you hope to accomplish with it?
1: I want to educate the readers and honor the memories of the children who rode the trains. We, my hubby is my roadie, we were at a signing event a few years back and we were approached by a woman who asked about the books. And then she said, Well, what are the orphan trains? And so I went into my spiel and told her, and then she surprised me and almost, I got sad. You know, she told me that she was a history teacher getting ready to retire, that she had been teaching for over 20 years and had never heard of the orphan trains. So, you know, I just want people to know that this happened and that the children were out there and, you know, they helped to populate America. You know, a lot of the descendants these orphan train riders. there's millions of those. So it's a big part of our history and who the United States is.
0: So in your opinion, who should buy your book?
1: I think it should be readers who enjoy history, readers who enjoy a little mystery within their books, teachers, librarians, parents, grandparents, who wish to introduce their children and grandchildren to historical fiction or to maybe just find that one book that makes them want to read. Discovery and the rest of the book in the Orphan Train Saga are clean reads and appropriate for all ages.
0: Do you have a website?
1: I do. It's Sherry, with a Y, SherryABurton.com.
0: Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Sherry A. Burton, and she's the author of Discovery, book one of the Orphan Train Saga. Sherry, thanks very much for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it.
0: This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they too have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.